egotistical, so unpredictable, here on the SNL Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Superfan Takeover here on the SNL Network. My name is Sammy K. So excited to be back in the hosting chair this week with the OG Superfan crew. Uh, I love chatting SNL with these guys. In fact, you know, love is in the air tonight because tonight me and the Superfans are going to celebrate Valentine's Day by talking about our favorite sketches that deal with relationships, dating, sex, all, all those fun things. Um, so whether you're spending tonight with a loved one or swiping on the dating apps, you chose to also spend it with us, which we really appreciate. Before I get into how tonight's episode is going to go, let me reintroduce you uh, to our great panelists here. Uh, first, uh, we have Andrew Haskell. Haskell, how you doing, buddy? Why, hello, super fans. I hope you don't mind. I wore something a little extra comfy for tonight. <laughs> I uh, have a drink. Why, yes, it is lemon lime Gatorade. And I'm just excited to be here. Fantastic. Uh, and next we have Haynes. Haynes, how you doing this evening? I'm doing excellent. I was up way too late last night and I had to get up way too early this morning. Uh, so I'm struggling a little bit, but I've watched a lot of SNL lately and uh, very excited to talk about these uh, most sensual moments uh, in our SNL uh, history. Uh, should be very fun. Yes, lots of fun <laughs> stuff in store tonight. Uh, and finally, we have Bill Kenny. Bill, how you doing, buddy? Doing well, Sammy. Uh, full of lamb shanks and rabbit haunches. Uh, so uh, ready to get in the hot tub and discuss some of these uh, wonderful SNL uh, sketches. Yeah, absolutely. Now, this was an interesting uh, cap, or this was an interesting topic for us to discuss tonight. Um, you know, over the years, there have been you know a lot of Obviously, you know, slice of life sketches that deal with these topics. Um, we have a lot of fun categories to uh, have as an avenue for our conversation tonight. Um, not as many Valentine's Day sketches as you would think, but uh, definitely sketches that, um, you know, uh, fit the theme. And a, an additional thing to tonight's episode is we, you know, the Olympics are here. I don't know if people are watching the Olympics. I'm sure you are at home. But we have a little, we're switching it up this week uh, in Olympics format um, for tonight's episode where each category is going to be awarded a, uh, each sketch in each category, we're going to award a gold, silver, and bronze medal, uh, a gold worth three points, silver two, bronze one, and uh, whichever super fan at the end of tonight's episode has the most points uh, is going to be crowned, uh, I don't know, the, the SNL Network Cupid you know, they're going to get a little bow and arrow and some wings. Uh, I don't know if we have the budget for that, but we'll find out. But enough of my banter. Let's get into tonight's episode. All right. The first category we're going to discuss is couples. These are sketches that have to do with, you know, characters in a relationship. You know, what's going on? What kind of situations are they getting into? And I want to go to Haskell first on this one. Haskell, uh, what did you pick for this category? There was no other option. It's I've said it 
I think every Superfan takeover we've had, it's my favorite sketch in SNL history. It's the perfect gift for a couple. Dick in a box. I love Dick in a box. It, uh, it's my favorite sketch. It's the it's the one singular sketch that made me want to grow up to do comedy. It's the sketch that like it, I first got in trouble for like singing at school. It's the first sketch I can remember like bringing to school and telling my friends. It is it's your dick in a box. It is so stupid and so simple, yet is one of the, the greatest things that SNL has ever done. Uh, I would never uh, give it as a gift in real life. And, and unless, hey, babe. No, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Um, but it's, it's just the ultimate sketch. Yeah. You know, Dick in the Box, very versatile sketch here on the Super Fan Takeover. We've had, you know, our Lonely Island special. We've had our Christmas special. It's, uh, you can say, the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, Haynes, any thoughts on Dick in the Box? Well, it already sounds like we're playing pretty fast and loose with these categories. I guess I, I interpreted couples in like a different way. I didn't know. Uh, but but it, uh, listen, a, a dick is a great gift from one member of a couple to another. No doubt about it. Um, I'm not hating on the pick at all. It is, as Haskell said, one of the all-time great sketches in SNL history. Um, so, you know, I mean, we like, you know, you said we have talked about it on multiple Super Fan Takeovers. Uh, we've talked about it on, uh, you know, Christmas episodes. We've talked about it on the Digital Shorts episode. And there's a reason that it keeps getting mentioned. Um, it's, I mean, it's as good as SNL gets. So, uh, you know, I don't have a problem with it. Let me interject. Every single holiday, a dick in a box. If you're spending every single holiday with somebody, okay. All right. you and a couple. Okay. All right. All right. Ah, that's a good point. I don't know if Valentine's Day is name-checked in the song, but I imagine, you know, uh, Justin and, and Andy would approve of uh, that gift on Valentine's Day. Um, I guess uh, anyone else have any thoughts on this one before we move on? I mean, I feel like we've talked about this sketch enough on the show. Uh, moving on to Haynes. Haynes, uh, what do you got for us tonight in the category of couples? Well, I did not expect, um, I, honestly, I thought that, you know, the, the top of my list would be off the board immediately. Um, and so now I have a little bit of a conflict because I'd kind of internalized that I was going to pick uh, Boston teens with uh, Jimmy Fallon and Rachel Dratch, which are, which are so good. Um, I, I thought that I had a chance of losing that to Haskell. Um, you know, because he's, he's in Boston, but, uh, if, as long as it's still on the table, I mean, I feel like I have to go with the lovers uh, to me, that's the ultimate, uh, couple in SNL history. They did this, uh, sketch many times. Um, a couple of them with, uh, Christopher Walken, uh, in one, he's, he plays a guy named Walter who's dating, uh, on a gas tire and another, um, Maya Rudolph, I think. Um, but you know, they're, they're in the hot tub with Jimmy Fallon. Basically they're, they're these recurring characters who, um, constantly they're just, it's a little bit, uh, too much information. They're constantly groping each other and talking about the ways that they like to, um, treat each other's bodies in the bedroom. Um, and there's always at least one person uh, in the sketch, obviously who's made uncomfortable by this, you know, Rachel Dratch and Will Ferrell are two of my all time favorites. So I'm shocked that this wasn't off the board first, but 
I'm I feel great about taking the gold home in this category already. You know that uh, I think the reason why I wasn't picked is because I I dropped the ball and uh, not announcing at the beginning of the show that this is the the lovers edition as the the branding of tonight's episode is the lovers edition. You know we'll never know. You know had I said that at the beginning if Hass would have been like you know what I've gone to the dick in the box well so many times you know but uh, good pick Haynes Bill I'm gonna bring it over to you. Um, what are your thoughts on the lovers? Well, just as with love, uh, fate has interjected because if I had gone first, Lovas would have been off the board. Uh, this fantastic pick uh, ran a few too many times, but uh, the one with Jimmy Fallon and Drew Barrymore uh, is an all-time classic sketch, uh, especially what we found out later on that uh, Will was secretly touching Jimmy underneath the water. Uh, it's one of the few acceptable times that Fallon is breaking in a sketch that I, I think it's okay. Um, this was great. Uh, their, their pronunciation of words like Hatub and Hernandez, uh, all the different kinds of spiced meats that they love to eat. And uh, of course, it ends with, uh, you know, after the other couple is left and, you know, Will's complaining about his back, get off of me, my back, my back. So they're no longer the lovers that they were making themselves out to be. So uh, great pick. And, uh, yeah, best couple for sure, I think. But I've got a good one too. Ooh, already, already maybe uh, uh, you know, giving up the the gold on that one. I, I don't know if that's a smart play with uh, the 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 secret uh, judge, you know, lurking in the shadows here, uh, you know, weighing which picks they're gonna pick. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is definitely a you know a solid choice. Um, you know, I've, I as I was making notes for this episode, I wrote down a very funny quote from the Drew Barrymore one. Somewhere in the distance, we heard the pounding of native drums. Was it in our minds? We don't know. Uh, just a classic line. Um, but yeah, definitely a good choice. Uh, all right, Bill, you alluded to this being your pick. Uh, what was uh, kind of the alternative here for this category? Uh, let me make clear that it was 1 and 1A. One so even though Lava's would have been my first pick, uh, this was a close second because I know these guys and I know it could have gone really quickly as it did. Uh, I'm going with an all-time classic that we've seen multiple times over the last 43 or so years. Um, it's so popular that it aired in the 25th anniversary, the 40th anniversary, and sadly, the night uh, that Gilda passed away on a Saturday night and Steve Martin happened to be hosting and ran this sketch on a live episode uh, 11 years after it had first aired. I'm going with Dancing in the Dark uh, with Gilda and Steve. Um if you don't recall, it's uh, it opens in a dance club and there's disco music playing and Steve and Gilda notice each other from across the room and the music kind of stops, changes to an orchestral tune. Everybody else freezes in the scene and Steve and Gilda dance around the studio, alternating between funny and poignant. Um, it, it was just an all-time classic sketch. Uh, it was one of the few times we really got to see the entire 8-H stage in that era. Um, it's kind of fun to see it now, how much it's changed over the last 43 years. Um, and then it ends with them going back to their seats, the disco music playing again, and they haven't even noticed each other. They're strangers in the night. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I feel like even with no words in this sketch, it's the perfect mix of funny and poignant and uh, Gilda is a treasure. So that's my pick. See, this is the reason why I both love 
And like, I don't, not, not the word hate, but like Bill on having Bill on the show, he's always picking something that I'm like, oh, that's the perfect choice for this category. And just because of, you know, how SNL names their videos, it's not one that popped up um, when I was, you know, searching for something to uh, talk about in tonight's episode, but really uh, good pick. Haskell, I'm going to bring it over to you. Uh, what are your thoughts on Dancing in the Dark? Great selection. Uh, a great example of like, uh, SNL doesn't always have to be uh, this big joke machine. Um, sometimes it can just be a premise and it can be a premise that's, you know, like Bill said, poignant or just sort of like cute and, you know, nice to see. So obviously not the most, you know, side splittingly funny sketch that they've ever done, but uh, a really enjoyable sketch. So a good, a good selection. Yeah. And so it's just, it's just such a, you know, it's such a unique pick uh, and it's, you know, it's, it's cool because it's, you know, a little artistic with the camera work and um, but it's got this balance of warmth. So I didn't, I didn't think about, it didn't cross my mind at all, you know, um, to bring in that element. It's not something that you see on the show a ton, but you do from time to time. There's always, a, you know, Lauren's always liked a little bit of warmth. Um, so that's kind of a sneaky good pick. Uh, that I did not see coming. So um, yeah, that's a good one. Definitely, definitely sneaky good pick. Bill with the sneaky good picks should be uh, your tagline on the show, uh, which leaves me with another sketch who I, you know, when we're talking about categories, again, we play a little fast and loose, but I think, you know, I, I might get a little uh, crap for this pick, but may maybe not, we'll see, um, based on the category. Uh, it's another sketch that I find to be um, you know, emotional, poignant, um, as well as very funny. Um, a character who was on the show for many years and a cast member who was on the show for many years, um, you know, did this sketch um, as part of Weekend Update. I went with Stefan's Farewell um, because who is the, you know, obviously you know, we, we talk about, you know, the, the kind of Colin Jost, Leslie Jones weekend update relationship, but the the OG sort of you know relationship on on weekend update at least for my era was the Stefan Seth Meyers pairing. Um, you know, there's so many great things about this um, bit where you know they have Amy came in for the finale to you know be a part of the desk with Seth, um, and that just so happens to be you know Bill Hader's last episode. Um, obviously, it starts off with a bunch of classic, you know, Stefan lines, one of them being, you know, New York's hottest club is pants. You know, that's, that's always a good one. And then uh, Stefan announces that he's, you know, you know, kind of tired of Seth, you know, stringing him along and says he, he met someone new and, you know, he runs off and, you know, people in the audience, like you can, their, their hearts are breaking. You actually hear like, you know, in the studio audience, people being very upset about this. Um, and then obviously, you know, Amy tells him to, to run, run after Stefan. Uh, it cuts to a pre-tape sort of bit where you see all the past Stefan, uh, you know, characters that have been referenced in all these clubs that he's gone to. Turns out he's marrying Anderson Cooper. Got the great line with Anderson Cooper saying, you know, get ready for Anderson Cooper, 360. And goes in for the punch to punch Steph Myers. Um, we got a Ben Affleck cameo in there because he was in the original uh, Stefan sketch before, you know, it was even on Weekend Update. 
Uh, and then it ends with, you know, them back at, you know, the Weekend Update desk and all of the classic characters from that era in the background, you know, sending them off. So I just thought it was, you know, an incredibly emotional, but also funny, perfect send off for a classic SNL character, cast member and fictional couple. So that is my. Can we uh, of, of in that sketch also give a shout out to DJ Baby Bok Choy for uh, kind of playing interference and allowing them to get out of there? Just a great sacrifice on his part. Yeah, we can definitely give a shout out. But uh, any, anyone have any thoughts on Stefan's farewell? I like this. Uh, this this was sneaky as well. Uh, and uh, the the trajectory of Stefan on the show. Uh, nobody could have seen this coming at the beginning of uh, Stefan showing up on Weekend Update. Uh, just kind of gradually built uh, through all the different different appearances. Um, and I love the pre-tape of them on the streets of New York. You don't get that nearly enough in this era. So uh, great, great pick. Anything with Stefan is a great pick, really. That's all I have to say. Uh, yeah, so just to refresh everybody on the, the picks in this category, um, we had Haskell with Dick in a Box, Hands with the Lovers, Bill with Dancing in the Dark, and myself with Stefan's Farewell. Um, we do have our judge um, here in the, the background. Uh, you know, we'll be waiting to hear their uh, picks uh, for this uh, category. Does anyone have any thoughts on how, you know, they, they thought this went? You know, the how, rumor how is, I heard the rumor that it's, that our panel is made up of Lorne and Steve Martin. Is that true? Uh, you know, I, I, I cannot can either confirm or deny this one. Um, you know, I just I just want to you know keep the the mystery out there. Um, it, it, is, result, it, is a, it is a heck of a mystery, and I, I I hope the audience is feeling the anticipation the way that I am. Uh, we're waiting for these picks to come in. Uh, I believe they're coming in right now. Uh, yeah, as as we speak, I am ready to announce Haskell. Do you have anything? To uh, to say here, no, I'm good. I just I think each state gets a certain amount of delegates. That's how we're doing. <laughs> All right, so the bronze winner for the couples category is Dancing in the Dark. The silver is Dick in a Box, and I swear, just because I'm announcing this, it's not rigged. The gold goes to Stefan's Farewell. So. We got some points on the board. We got some points on the board. I mean, I, you know, I'm not going to say it's because the the name of the show is the Lovers. It might have been the easy pick. I don't know. Um, but you yeah, named I, it the show after the pick. I'm not the I'm not the judge. I'm not the judge. We have a secret panel of judges, but you know, we can't we can't uh, you know go go in and, and see what their mindset was. We're just going to have to live with the decisions that were we made. Can't and go move against, on. I know. We can't go against the judge. It's like a secret god. Um, that's completely omniscient, and we're just going to trust everything that comes from the judges. But I am shocked, absolutely shocked, that the Lovas didn't even make it on the medal stand. Team team, you know, team, team Andrew is about to boycott for political reasons. Hanks, I think they call it the podium. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's tough. It? It it's tough. The hands. medal stand. <laughs> What's a stand where people get up there and get their medals? I thought a podium was a thing that one person stood at. Is there a three-pronged podium? I would challenge you on that. Hundreds of years of uh, Olympic podium. And engineering has come a long way to where, you know, podiums can have a couple different spots. But Haynes, you know, I, I like this passion coming from you. Uh, you know, yeah, you've got this fire underneath you. So that's why I'm going to go to you next 
for this next category to start us off. Uh, so we just did the couples category. Um, and moving on to, don't have a great name for this category other than say it's uh, sexual situations is I think what we, 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 we got to, you know, intimate moments on the show, you know, obviously uh, the not ready for primetime players is, you know, what started off SNL and, you know, after dark things can get a little, little raunchy, little, you know, uh, so just get in that mindset as you listen to Haynes pick in this category, Haynes, what you got. All right. Well, there was, there kind of is a lot to choose from here. Um, there's certainly been plenty of, um, you know, awkward sexual uh, situations on SNL over the years, far too many to count. Um, so there was, a, there was a lot to go through here and listen, there's a lot of characters that are near and dear to my heart. I particularly love Fred Armisen as Regine when she's acting very, uh, when she's, you know, turned on by her boyfriends, whenever, whenever, um, her boyfriends always bring her around as the new girlfriend, you know, you've got the classic continental. Uh, I, I feel like was so popular for so long. I feel like I saw that I saw it rerun on, you know, on comedy central for years and years and years. Um, but I think I'm going to go with one that is, you know, from modern times and, but, you know, and, and listen, we know that Lauren doesn't love breaking. Obviously, breaking can, um, you know, bring a sketch down if it's if it feels cheesy or it's starting to goof up the lines a lot. Uh, but when breaking goes right, when it's genuinely hilarious and people are trying not to cry laughing, um, but they're still getting the lines out and the, the plot points are still moving along. I think that can make for a really, really great sketch. And that is exactly what happens in Girlfriends Game Night. So this is uh, 80, Melissa and Heidi are, you know, going to have a have a card night or something. And Cecily shows up uh, bringing bringing her new husband, uh, Bill Hader, as Horace, who's about 90 years old. And Cecily's probably supposed to be 30 in this sketch. Um he we immediately learn that um you know he is on cialis and it has kicked in uh they're trying to get pregnant um and he starts uh yelling that it's a good one so we can't waste it um and you know cecily's character politely uh has brought a blanket to cover up this sex act that she's planning on doing in the room uh for this girl's night and obviously the girls are a little shaken by this um 80 i think tells her straight up you can't do that old man here um and so and cecily says something like i can walk and chew gum at the same time like let's play cards or something and uh so it's very funny he keeps ramming um into the table in this cart everyone is crying uh or trying not to cry they're you know they're they're laughing breaking the whole time um while hater keeps yelling oh yeah Oh, oh yeah, you know, um, he he crashes his you know his little motorized buggy into Melissa um, and pushes her in the table about halfway across um, the room, and um, it's absolutely full of breaking. But to me, it is just it, they're golden laughs. Um, it's kind of the reason we watch SNL. Um, it's it's funnier, I think, in this moment than they ever could have imagined on paper. And so that's why I'm picking this as uh, as my favorite of these sexual situation um, uh, category sketches. 
God, I'm not going to lie. That's a pretty good pick. And not one that uh, I, I, I encountered on my rewatch uh, this weekend. Uh, really solid pick uh, here from Haynes. Uh, I'm going to go over to Bill on this one. Bill, what are your thoughts on the sketch? We were talking uh, pre-show that one of the interesting things about doing this is unlike Halloween or Christmas, it's harder to find these. And a lot of them could fall through the cracks through 47 years. I didn't rewatch this. I have a recollection of this happening because it was so funny. Um, Bill Hader playing an old man always works. Um, so that that's that's a plus for sure. Um, Cialis dick jokes always work, as we just saw last week with the uh, Nugenics ad that was uh, on the current episode. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, this this is a great current uh, epi- uh, current uh, pick for sure. I like this. Definitely. Uh, Haskell, any thoughts before we move on? Just extra points uh, like innuendos and puns can usually uh, kind of slide through. But uh, I was shocked that they could kind of get that on the air on network TV, even late night, like to say uh, right under this blanket, we're supposed to be having sex. Uh, I was surprised that they got away with that. So I think probably extra points for that. Definitely. The, the judge will have to keep that in mind, keep in mind the, the FCC of it all uh, for this category. Uh, all right, cool. Let's move on to Bill. Bill, what is your pick for this category? I came back back and forth between two uh, iconic sketches to me. Um, one from a while ago, and I, I won't mention it just in case it does come up if, if one of you guys uh, do pick it. But uh, I'm going with the current uh, cast as well. Um, it's from season 42, um, and it's called Bedroom with uh, Melissa and Aziz Azari. Um, they're a couple lying in bed. Uh, it's their Sunday appointment for sex, and uh, Aziz wants to spice it up. Uh, so he's trying to come up with different ways, and, uh, you know, he he's, wants to do some dirty talk, and, and she can't, Melissa really can't get along with it. She can't figure out. So she just yells, you know, what's up, bitch? I make more money than you. Um, then he says, well, why don't you call me daddy? And she just starts calling him dad, which is so uncomfortable and so <laughs> inappropriate. Um, and it just kind of escalates from there. And uh, she breaks out her Owen Wilson voice uh, by the end, uh, which is one of the first times we saw her do something like that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is the slice of life we're always looking for on current SNL. And it's also a good example. This was Melissa's first season. The, the hope that we had and, and the sadness that we have that she doesn't get into sketches like this anymore. This this was such a great sketch for a first year uh, cast member. And uh, we haven't seen a lot of this since then. But yeah, th- this is my pick. Uh, Bedroom with Melissa and Aziz from season 42. Yeah, definitely a, a bittersweet pick for us, uh, Melissa, these and your fans, because, uh, yeah, would have loved over the last couple of years to see, you know, a lot of these Melissa-centric sketches on the show. She did actually also do this with Donald Glover, um, maybe like a season or two later. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm going to go over to Haynes on this one. Haynes, what are your thoughts on the bedroom sketch with Aziz and Melissa? Yeah, this was funny. And, um, you know, uh, as we recently referenced, yeah, they're, you know, they, they've done this a couple times and, um, 
and you know it's it's, it's I, th- I thought it was good both times uh and so it's it's pretty solid melissa really shines in this too you know she's she's in uh, obviously she's been in a lot of sketches not as many as she would have liked to have been in as we know well know uh but but she really shines in this one uh, she's nailing her lines the cue cards aren't tripping her up like they did last week when she almost fell on her face um and so uh um yeah so good pick Sorry, Melissa, I'm not trying to beat up on Melissa. <laughs> uh, yeah, another line that I had written down from the sketch, because there's one I was thinking about was uh, they're, they're role playing and, you know, as he's starting to get into it and then she goes, I'm the baddest girl in sixth grade. And he's like, no, no, no. Um, you know, just uh, she's really good at playing that sort of, you know, innocence, uh, but with a, a tinge of the, the raunchiness, uh, very... Very good pick. Um, Haskell, anything before we move on? I'm good. They kind of wrapped it all up. Yeah, for sure. Um, so let's go on to you then uh, for your pick for, for this category. What, what you got for us? Yeah, I mentioned earlier that a pun and innuendo can sort of uh, slide through. And uh, this might be one of the greatest examples uh, that SNL has ever done of it. Uh, if we're talking about sexy situations... Uh, this is kind of uh, alluding to a sexy situation. I went with Colonel Angus. Uh, I believe Tina Fey and Paula Pell did it. Uh, I think it's it's Tina Fey's humor at its best. Uh, it's just a great example of what she does well in her writing. The entire sketch is just innuendo after innuendo. Uh, it's a great live sketch because uh, there's actually, if you go back and rewatch it, they show Colonel Angus on the uh, banner at the beginning. Then uh, Rachel Dratch actually says Colonel Angus, and there's not much reaction from the audience. And then they go over to Amy Poehler, who says it quick, Colonel Angus, and the audience gets it, and that's what gets the laugh. So there's kind of this slow build uh, to it, and it just keeps going and going. And then uh, right at the end, uh, friend of the show, Jeff Richards, actually gets to – no one's really playing it you know, the straight guy in the sketch and he gets to show up at the end and kind of be a little disgusted by it. But uh, just one of the great sexual innuendos in not just SNL, but to kind of ever be on network TV. Uh, yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, because this is one I haven't watched in a while. The, the the titular Colonel Angus is Christopher Walken, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, didn't even put that in his pitch that the great Christopher Walken is the Colonel Angus. I don't know. I'm the judge. Everybody knows. I'm, Everybody I'm knows Colonel Angus. I'm writing that down. Everybody knows Colonel Angus. <laughs> um, but no, great. Not, not everyone knows Colonel Angus, actually, Andrew. <laughs> That's, yeah, you know, D, DJ Khaled is, is, is out. They're going to have a rough Valentine's. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, Bill, do you have any thoughts on Colonel Angus? Oh, Haskell touched on most of it. I mean, that what what an unbelievable set of wordplay uh, to keep it going eh, as long as they did. Uh, I I do like the line where they say, "Once you have Colonel Angus, uh, what was it? Once you have Colonel Angus, you'll never settle for anything less or or something to luck." Yeah, I mean, there, there's so many fantastic lines in this. Uh, the fact that nobody really breaks in this as well is uh, plus points for me. Um, and I mean, walking clearly game for anything. And, uh, even in one of his later appearances, he, he was down to play the good old Colonel. Yeah. And you know, uh, a recent first time host of the show, 
uh, Willem Dafoe, you know, if Christopher Walken ever wanted to, you know, give up the the mantle and they wanted to bring Colonel Angus back, could be a solid, I, I would have to think about another pun because you can't do Colonel Angus. So that'd be another sort of pun. But I think, you know, I would like to see that in the future. That's a freebie for the writers there at SNL. But uh, all right, I am going to move on to my pick for this category. Um, this is one that was like a late breaking find for me. One that, you know, I, I make my list and then, you know, I kind of let the YouTube uh, rabbit hole lead me down a path of recommended sketches. Um, and I stumbled upon one that, um, well, not really stumbled upon because I've watched it a bunch of times. But it ha- it's been a while since I checked out uh, Totino's with Kristen Stewart. Um, you know, I think they did this sketch three or four times. I thought they were all uh, really great. And this maybe was the best one. Um, you know, I've fortunately, uh, as part of the show, I've been able to talk about how much I love Vanessa Bayer as one of the, the greatest cast members of all time. Um, and this character was one that she brought back, you know, a, a couple times. And every time they were able to reinvent the premise. Uh, and in this one, you know, she's got to feed her hungry guys for the big game. Uh, and this time, I think Alex Moffat, um, you know, brings his sister along with him to the, the party. And, you know, she says, all right, more hands to help make my delicious pizza rolls. And as she, you know, sees Kristen Stewart, you know, the kind of slow motion, you know, central music starts playing. And just so many great lines in this sketch, um, one of them being... Kristen Stewart asking Vanessa Bear, what's your name? And Vanessa Bear goes, I've never had one. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they, they really use the imagery of the pizza rolls. Um, well, you know, they're rubbing it on Kristen Stewart's face. You know, they, they, they touch hands, you know, on the, the, the pan with the pizza rolls on them. Um, <laughs> she says at one point, you know, what about my hungry guys? And then Kristen Stewart says, well, what are you hungry for? Um, and also, you know, it's got Kristen Stewart in it, who uh, just recently got nominated for her first Academy Award, um, which is very exciting. And I just think overall, um, you know, not only was this a great Totino sketch, but it was maybe maybe the best one. Um, and they were able to keep escalating it throughout. Um, at the end, you know, Vanessa's smoking a cigarette. They're lying, you know, naked on the table. And you can see them in the background. You know, there's one shot, like a wide shot of all the guys looking at the TV and they're just like, you know, laying on the, the, the island in the kitchen in the background. So uh, just a really funny pre-tape. Um, so my pick is the Totino's with Kristen Stewart. Um, anyone have any thoughts on this one? Like so much of SNL, it's funny because it's dumb. <laughs> and, uh, and I love dumb humor, as I've said over and over again on this show. So pretty good pick. Bill Haskell, anything to, to add here as we tally up the, the votes? Yeah, I mean, they uh, and the fact that Beck and the guys have no idea what's going on, literally five feet from them. You know, what are you guys doing back there making out? You know, they're lying naked on the table as it's happening. Uh, Yeah, I believe this was the end of a trilogy of Totino. So um, it it ended on a very high note and uh, great performance by favor of the show. But Vanessa. Definitely. Um, Yeah, the vote, the votes are starting to come in Haskell before. You know, this could be your last chance to to, to sell it. Um, what what are you what are you thinking? No, I just was going to say that uh, I think when you go back and watch a sketch like this, you realize they 
there's a lot of great female talent on the show right now, but they have not replaced Vanessa Bayer and some of the stuff that she was able to do and some of the places that she was able to go. Definitely. And it's really interesting. I was thinking about this today. I was watching, I was watching a sketch that I, I have a feeling might come up later. So I don't want to allude to it, but it's one of those music video sketches that all the girls did together. And it's interesting to me that Vanessa not only joined the show, you know, two years before, you know, Kate, Aidy, and Cecily, and they're all still here. She left, uh, it's going to be like five years in May. So it's just crazy to think, you know, just the, 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 the slight difference in, you know, when you join the show, how much longer you can stick around. But we have the results. The results have come in. Uh, and, you know, this one, our judge wants everyone to know at home that this one was really hard. Uh, that's what she said. Um, uh, literally, she said that. Um, but uh, <laughs> the bronze uh, award is going to Girlfriends Game Night. Uh, the silver medal is going to Totino's and the gold goes to the bedroom sketch. Um, so let me give everybody their points here. Uh, I, I'm going to bring it over to, I mean, Haskell looks really upset. I mean, wh what are you, how are you feeling right now? This, you know, we're about halfway here. You're, are you, I, you uh, be? yeah, I didn't know this panel was anti Colonel Angus is all I'm saying. I didn't know. I don't know. I don't want our fans. We got a lot of fans out there uh, of both gen of any gender. And I don't want the people out there thinking that this this super fan panel, the judges, that this entire network stands for anti Colonel Angus. It's not right. Oh, it's tough. It's tough, man. I mean, you know, it's just uh, you know, sometimes you just gotta you know roll the punches, I guess. But I'm I'm tallying up the votes over here. I do want to give everybody uh, an announcement on you know who's in the lead, who's doing well. Uh, anyone want to fill time while I do this? You know, the uh, the other sketch that I, I alluded to, I don't think it'll come up because it's uh, many, many moons ago. But uh, the, the other one that almost got my pick for sexual situations was uh, the Heather Neal, Heather Locklear episode in 1994 um, with her flirting with Kevin Nealon across the bar. And uh, there's no words in that sketch either. They're... Uh, they're just kind of looking at each other and, and giving looks, and then they kind of one-ups each other. So she drinks out of a pitcher of beer, and then Kevin does the same. Um, she kisses a random guy who happens to be Chris Farley, and he kisses Norm MacDonald, which are the only words in the sketch. Norm goes, hey, 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 as only Norm can do. And uh, eventually she drinks poison, but it's actually water, and uh, Kevin drinks poison, but it's actually really bad poison, and he dies. She takes his wallet. It's an underrated sketch from uh, very maligned season 19, but uh, one of Kevin Nealon's best uh, performances on the show. Definitely. Uh, I am here right before we move on to the next category to announce the points so far. Uh, tied for third place, we have Haskell and Haynes, each with two points. Bill is in second with four points, and I currently in the lead with five points. Again, just because I'm announcing the scores, uh, you know, I, I swear there's another judge. But we're going to move on to the next category here, um, the dating category. So, you know, again, another hard sketch to kind of, um, you know, look up online just to see where, you know, how SNL is labeling these things. But I'm confident that the super fans have some exciting picks for us. Uh, and I think I'm going to go to Bill, um, since we haven't started with you uh, yet, Bill, what is your choice for the dating category? 
This may have been the hardest category. Uh, there are so many good choices for bad dates. Uh, it's kind of a timeless thing. You know, if you watch a, a sketch from the 70s or the 80s, it's still mostly relatable, uh, despite it being a very long time ago. But I'm going to go with something that's not too long ago. It's from season 38. Um, and it was Double Date, which was uh, Cecily and Kristen coming back for her first hosting gig. Um, and they're on a double date. And the first thing you see is just the two of them, you know, talking to these guys you can't see. And then it cuts to the guys and it's Bobby Moynihan and Tim Robinson as sixth graders. And they have no clue that, I mean, they know that they're young, but they don't, you know, acknowledge it. Tim Robinson orders buttered noodles and, you know, Cecily's like, oh, such a guy. And, uh, you know, they, they talk about, you know, most daring thing they've ever done. And they're talking like sixth graders do, you know, I rode a jet ski and this just turned Cecily on so much. And, you know, she, I, I want to see you again. <laughs> Did I say that? And this is one of those rare occurrences. I, I, I love, this is one of the best things about an alumni coming back, even though it was only a year after she left. Cecily upstages Kristen in this. She, she's the main protagonist in this. And uh, Kristen kind of plays the straight, person in this like she she lets Cecily get all the good jokes and and flirt with Tim and, and things like that um if I had to guess after seeing you know I think you should leave uh this had to be written by Tim Robinson uh it, it's so in his wheelhouse um and yeah then it ends with and Taryn Killam let's shout out to him as well who plays a waiter who anybody who's ever waited on tables has done that ridiculous laugh to a joke that's not funny as Bobby describes, I drank a whole liter of root beer and I had a really loud burp and Taryn just breaks out in uncontrollable laughter. Um, the perfect sketch and, uh, you know, everybody in it does such a great job. Oh, all right. It's the first time uh, tonight that uh, my, my, my pick was, was taken off the board um, in the first round, no less. So, you know, I still, I still got some time to recover, but uh, no, this was one uh, that, um, you know, I didn't uh, particularly remember um, from, you know, when I was watching back in, I think this is like 2012 or 2013. Um, but when I watched it today, I'm like, oh my God, I have to pick this. Um, I mean, every time I go back to this era of the show and I see Tim Robinson pop up, pop up in the sketch, that makes me happy. Um, and yeah, lots of good lines in this one, but uh, I want to hear from Haskell. Haskell, what are your thoughts on Double Date? What a colossal error in judgment on behalf of the show to let Tim Robinson go. Obviously, he's in the cast for one year, uh, and then they actually move him to the writer's room for one year, and and then he's gone. Huge mistake. I have such a fondness for uh, season 38 and season 39. Uh, you know, 38 is when... You know, Kristen and Andy Sandberg had left, 39. Now you're down Armisen, Sudeikis, and Hader. And I think a lot of the humor in those two seasons has Tim Robinson and Mike O'Brien's, like, fingerprints all over it. That sketch is one of them. Uh, I love this sketch. It's almost like a painful thing to revisit, though, because there there is an era of SNL that's kind of lost. If you think about that sort of humor with, you know, Taryn Killam, Vanessa, Jay Farrow, kind of running things. And we never really got that for an extended period of time. So it's kind of a bittersweet uh, selection there. Definitely. And I feel like, um, you know, one of these days on the super fan takeover, we, we, it would be a fun topic 
to kind of talk about the what ifs of that era, if it was, you know, as strong as, you know, the era before and the era after. I think that could be a fun show. Uh, Haynes, any thoughts on Double Day that seemed like this might have maybe been your pick based on your reaction? I, you know, I don't know that it was going to be the one that I fired off as, as my pick, but it was, it, I was constantly um, just kind of flip flopping between like two or three. And this was one of them. I think this is so good. Um, yeah, you know, as, as we've kind of covered already, you know, these women are like very flirty. They're kind of presenting themselves as like classic basic B professionals who are just like, Oh, what are you guys into dinosaurs? What do we know about (laughs) vodka? (laughs) And they're just like, uh, and they're very funny and they're impressed by everything. These goofy little kids do. Um, as we, as we said, you know, Cecily really does, um, I think she she does steal this sketch, uh, but Kristen is not without a few good lines. Um, I think, yeah, after the, you know, after um, he says, I drank a whole liter of root beer and then burped real loud. And uh, and I think, and one of them says like, when was that? And he's like, at my birthday last week. And Kristen goes, oh, a Taurus. <laughs> And I thought that was like a really great line. Um, the whole thing was just really, 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 really funny, full of great lines. Yes, reeks of Tim Robinson. Absolutely love it. Um, it it might have been my it might have been my gold. It I, I vacillate so much that like you know up until the moment we really know don't know what's going to come out of my mouth. But this is one that I thought so much about. Really, really love it. Great pick for sure. Um, I'm going to move over to Haskell on this one. Haskell, what is your pick in the dating category? The second I read dating as a category, this was the sketch that popped into my head. And then I did some research. I I jumped around. I thought of some other sketches. But this is the one that stuck with me. Um, It's from season 43. Uh, We get this setup of host uh, Gal Gadot uh, sitting at a table with an older looking Keenan Thompson. And we get this really nice slow burn where they're just making conversation. We can tell something's not right. And finally, we realize that it is recently released from jail, O.J. Simpson. Uh, I love that they they took a little bit of a risk here because the joke really doesn't set in until like a minute into the sketch. And he, he starts asking her about, you know, the war in her home country. And that must mean she didn't really see a lot of the news in the 90s. So it's like one of those things where you don't see where it's going at first. And then once it happens, you're like, how did I not see that? Uh, so this is, it's, it's a great reveal and they keep it going. They, they bring him over all this food because he just got out of prison. And then there's really great physical comedy because, of course, they give him a plastic butter knife because they don't trust him with a knife. And, and Keenan is trying to cut the steak with it and this, this knife is wobbling and so really good physical uh, humor in there as well. Uh, and then it just kind of pays off with the end with uh, him saying, I still got it. So uh, I, I, that sketch has stuck with me for a few seasons now. Oh, all right. This is, I think this is how this category is going to go for me is I'm just going to scramble here at the end and that, you know, that's okay. You know, that's what happens as the host, you know, you get the, you get the big hosting gig and you got to just, you know, take it how it goes. Bill, any thoughts on the first date sketch with O.J. Simpson? If SNL had done this kind of biting O.J. humor in the 90s, it would probably be more fondly remembered. Um, you know, they they kind of avoided it. They did a bunch of ridiculous sketches while he was on trial. 
the only one that really sticks out was when uh, he got called back to NBC to be on the, the football uh, show. And he, he writes out, I did it as Will Ferrell stands there just gawking and, and can't believe it. But this, this was perfect OJ humor as Haskell touched on. You don't know where it's going. And that's when SNL is at its best. Like it really kind of gives you that slow burn. Is this just a regular dating? Like, uh, is this just a regular date? What's happening here? And then finally figuring out that it's OJ and then all the stuff that comes after it. Uh, great sketch from uh, the last couple of years for sure. Oh, absolutely. All right, Haynes, uh, I'm going to bring it over to you unless you have any thoughts on this one before you give us your pick. Yeah, have to comment on this. I think we have some great discerning minds on this show because as you know, we said this might um, have been the hardest category. There's just so much history of sketches of bad dates. I mean, it, 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 you know, they're timeless and um, and the trend has certainly never stopped. Um, celebrating them so there's just tons and tons of content but this is the first category so far where all my all of my top picks are are coming off the board you know um so i had i had four sketches that honestly i could go with any of them and two of them have gone already uh both these were amazing like andrew said the the slow build you don't know where it's going and then you start to realize what's happening um and it's just it's a it's a it's a great escalation. You can almost you're almost kind of sweating along with Keenan as as we go through this series of questions. So I thought this was a fantastic pick. Um, yeah, absolutely fantastic. And I guess I can just go straight into my pick. Um, so with those off the board, I I do know what I'm going to pick as my I do know what I'm going to pick as my overall favorite. But I do, before I do that, I want to just throw a little love uh, to Blind Date with uh, Nassim Padrad and Seth MacFarlane. Um, I thought that was a really great sketch. This is another one that, this is what rounded out my, my top four. So it was those two, this Blind Date uh, where, you know, they're both very dorky and they start like doing voices back and forth. Um, oh, I'm all like, oh, I'm... Tom Brokaw, listen to my voice. And I'm all like, oh, abort date, not cool. And uh, and they start going back and forth. And it's very funny. Um, and their friends start coming over and they're getting in on the gag. Um, the, the people passing by and even, um, uh, you know, Bill Hader is a waiter and they start doing his voice. Um, but then that's actually his voice. Um, and they're like, hey, don't make fun of, you know, uh, whatever Bill Hader, Hader's character's name is. So, um, so that was a really great one. Um, but I think my favorite, uh, date and, uh, I hope I'm not being loose with the category here by, I did consider dating shows as dates. Cause it's basically one person trying to go on multiple dates at once, you know, getting to know multiple people and see if they want to have a second date. Um, so my favorite, my pick overall is going to be the Irish dating show. Um, and so... This was, uh, you know, this was uh, Beck as the host. Hater is the uh, guy who's, you know, who's trying to get a a, a date, um, and he's got these three women on the panel: um, Kate, Adie, and Cecily. We learned pretty quickly uh, that Cecily is his cousin, and strangely, uh, that doesn't disqualify her, uh, which Adie cannot believe. And then, uh, while Bill is asking some questions of Kate. 
Uh, and she talks about, you know, coming to uh, coming back to the pub where they can crash because her dad owns the place. Um, we learn that Kate is one of Bill's cousins as well. Um, and 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 maybe it's uh, Beck that says like, whoa, this race just got a lot tighter. Um, so so it's a really funny. Um, they make a lot of jokes um, about like inbreeding in Ireland and stuff. It's very uh, funny to me. I didn't take any of it as offensive. Um, Beck makes some sort of comment like, uh, oh, now very rarely is there a non-cousin picked when there are two cousins on the dais or something. And uh, it's just uh, the whole thing from top to bottom. I was crying, laughing. Uh, Maybe incest is funny to me. Uh, The accents were funny. Although, listen, the accents aren't bad. I've heard heard some bad Irish accents on the show before. And everyone, I think, worked on theirs a little bit, at least for this. Um, So to me, Irish dating show is one that I go back and watch. Um, Now I realize I can watch it for multiple holidays. I always watch it for St. Patrick's Day. Now I'm going to watch it for Valentine's Day. So Irish dating show, that's me pick. Very fun pick here, Haynes. Uh, We might need to mark down the 54-minute mark and get that... um, sound bites of you saying, you know, maybe incest is funny to me. Um, but now I just said it. So I really just dug myself into a hole there. I'm going to uh, uh, turn it over to Bill. Bill, what do you think of the Irish dating show? I, this this is very, very funny. And, and even though I'm half Irish, I, I did not find offense in this either. Uh, I will not say those words, so you can't use it as a sound bite on me. Um, the dating shows, it was hard because there were so many good ones. Uh, I, I kind of went back and forth between uh, the It's a Date one uh, from season 38 when we get the Fishdrunk brothers back with uh, the Dick in the Box guys. Um, so I made a conscious decision not to pick a game show just because that made it even harder to me. But yeah, this is a great pick and I think definitely it counts as a, a bad date for sure, especially if you're dating your cousin. Absolutely. Um, all right. I think let's move on to my pick. Uh, I'm honestly torn between a couple choices here because my, my top ones were kind of taken from me. But I think I'm going to go with um, Date with a Child Psychologist. Um, this is a sketch um, with uh, Nassim Pedrad um, as the, the child of uh, Alec Baldwin. Um, and in the sketch, he's on a date with Vanessa Bayer and, you know, basically Nassim Pedrad is playing, uh, his kid who, uh, throughout the entire date is just being incredibly cringe in the background, just trying to, you know, ruin this date. Um, and every time, you know, Vanessa Bayer is like, should we, you know, check on her? Like, it seems like she needs, needs something, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> He says, uh, if you make eye contact with her, you give her power, which I thought was a very funny line. Um, and, you know, I think the, the thing that really works for me about this sketch is Nassim Patrad. This is, um, it almost reminded me of the character that she plays on Chad, um, her show, where, you know, she's just really good at encapsulating these um, kids that just, like, really annoy you um, and that, like, are very you know, selfish and self-centered, but, you know, maybe it's coming from, you know, a good place or have a heart of gold, maybe not so much in this sketch, but there's a very funny part where uh, she climbs up onto like a bookcase um, and she says like, you know, I'm in the plant if you want to talk, you know, just trying to get the attention of uh, her dad, um, you know, and 
it's uh, it, it kind of escalates and you know there's tap tapioca thrown on Vanessa Bayer and you know it, it's qualifies as a bad date for me um, a really bad date um, so this is my pick the the date with a child psychologist uh, I'm gonna go to Haynes on this one Haynes uh, what are your thoughts on the sketch? Uh, pretty good pick. I hadn't thought about this. I had completely forgotten about this, honestly. Um, but, uh, but it is a good pick now that I'm thinking about it. It's obviously, um, there's a lot of great jokes in this and, um, situationally, you know, very funny. So, um, so I like the pick. For sure. Um, and you know, as the votes are tallying in here, um, I want to give Haskell the opportunity. Do you have any thoughts on on the sketch? It's just go down that what if. Well, again, like Nassim Pedrad was so good. I think she, you know, you want to talk about the stats. She has to like lead the all of SNL and like time played as a kid, like in the all time cast. <laughs> like she spent like 40 percent of her time on the show, like playing a kid. So props on that one. Um while we're tallying the votes, though, I'm kind of surprised uh, knowing the panel uh, two Lonely Island sketches that came up when we talked about Lonely Island uh, not coming up as dates. So uh, I don't want to go into them too much in case anybody saved them for their wild card. Um, but two specific kind of date related uh, Lonely Island sketches that I'm surprised they're not. Yeah, you know, we're, we're getting to the point on the show where there's like, you know, all these sketches that we we love that we've talked about before, but I and I, I want to challenge myself personally. That's how I, you know, go into these, like, what what is something I haven't talked about? It's hard to keep track of exactly, you know, everything in, in this head of mine, but we, we do have the votes um, in here. So I do want to not waste your time and, and start going through these. Um, the bronze medal goes to the Irish dating show. The silver medal goes to the first date with OJ. And the gold goes to date with a child psychologist here. Oof. So Haskell, uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, buddy. You're, you're turning, you're turning into the, the Lindsay Buckingham of this episode. You know, I, I, I don't want to, you know, I, I will read out the score though now and say that, you know, um, in, in fourth place, we do have Haskell with two points, Haynes in third with three points, uh, Bill in second with six and myself with eight points. Again, I'm not, I'm not rigging this Haskell. I do want to go to you. How are you feeling? You got one more category to really seal the deal here. I don't know how you can pick a sketch and then three other people on the panel are like, yeah, that was like one of my top sketches. <laughs> and then it doesn't show up in the top three. So Lauren, Steve, Illuminati, whoever's back there. All right. Recalculate your numbers. All right. Stop the count, recount, whatever you have to do and uh, get the, get the correct calculation. You know, Listen, this is very top. Oh, Haynes. You know, privilege and oppression are two sides of the same coin. And what I see is over and over and over again. It just seems everything goes Sammy's way. And that's just, that's just, an, it, and every time it happens, it's just a blow to poor Haskell over here. I'm, you're not doing any favors for me. You know, I'm barely surviving. It's this very, very, very curious situation. That's all I'm saying. 
Listen, if I can go back in time, I would have taken the the double date sketch. You know, that was my that was my top choice. You know, and you know this is very and yet timely. it didn't place. <laughs> it's very timely, but you know, uh, Tim Robinson Dune, got screwed again. Dune got ten nominations at the Academy Awards and did not get the best director nomination. So sometimes, you know, that's just how the numbers turn out. But you know, Haskell, because um, you know, because uh, you. Uh, are in this predicament. I'm going to let you go again um, and start off this category and with your wild card pick, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, choose wisely on this one, get some points on the board. Yeah, no, I'm not going to choose wisely. Um, Cause I'm going to stick to my guns on what I had uh, and I'm going to play fast and loose uh, with the rules. Uh, Cause I'm going to pick an all time sketch. And when we're talking about, you know, the lovers, uh, episode we're talking sexy we're talking a little risque you gotta find yourself in a kind of risque situation like if you were to find yourself on a nude beach uh the conan o'brien classic nude beach where he just decided to see if he could get penis said on network tv as many times as possible uh, which is it's said over and over in the sketch. I love the sketch because like, the setup is they are, it's, you know, a majority of the male cast at the time, Dana Carvey's in it, Kevin Nealon's in it, Dennis, uh, so Dennis Miller's in it, and uh, John Lovitz is in it with Matthew Broderick is the host. And uh, they're at a nude beach and Matthew Broderick is, you know, uh, feeling a little awkward. And I feel like the basic kind of comedy rules would to set them at a nude beach and then kind of play off of everything else, except for the fact that they're nude. Like most comedy situations would set up, oh, we're going to talk about everything else. And they absolutely smash that wall down. Uh, Matthew Broderick and Dana Carvey walk over to Kevin Nealon and the first words out of his mouth are, Hey, small penis. And they, everything on their mind is about their penis you know, there's a great line where they're showing uh, pictures from vacation and they say, hey, your dad looks great. Hey, you got his penis. And it's just penis, penis, penis. And it's it's to me the best thing Conan O'Brien ever wrote for the show. It is an absolute classic. And then it, it, it it's also to me one of the best things Kevin Nealon ever did on the show, because then he breaks the fourth wall at the end and says like something like, oh, the, you know, standards and practices like quit so we wanted to talk about something serious which is like how we're all the same even we have a small penis and i'm really disappointed at the laughter i heard during this sketch and i'm starting to think there's no room for this kind of discussion on the show which is just brilliant i think i think we got a few other good sound bites in there from your from your pitch there which is fantastic um but no penis (laughs) uh really good pick there haskell uh i'm gonna bring it over to bill Bill, do you want to chime in on uh, the nude beach sketch? Completely groundbreaking. Nothing had ever been done like that. Uh, And the only thing that you can compare it to in the last 25 years is South Park saying shit 148 times in an episode and breaking down that wall. Um, But this was network television, even though it was later at night. And it was about five or six years before that happened on South Park. So um, I firmly believe this is the reason that Conan got uh, late night. I think Lauren saw the the potential just from this very sketch. Uh, brilliantly done. Um, 
the way everything is placed and even get the girls involved. I think Nora and Victoria walk through and, and talk about his small penis as well. So yeah, the, this is uh, a, an all time classic sketch for sure. Oh, absolutely. Haynes, I'm going to bring it over to you um, and, you know, talk about the sketch or, you know, move on to your, your pick in this category. I, I don't have a ton to add except that, you know, I think Conan is a genius. I always have, um, uh, you know, I didn't particularly like Leno. I did like Letterman. I loved Conan. And I, I, in high school, I would stay up late to watch Conan. And that was the only late night show that did it for me like that as a young man coming up. Um, so I've always just loved his, um, it's a mixture of both dry and absurdist you know, comedy. And, um, and I just, I think that everything he does is, is great. And so I love anything that he's in. And this was great pick, fun pick. The wild card categories is is wide open. This never would have crossed my mind, but very fun. Yeah. And uh, Haynes, do you want to go and give us your wild card for this, uh, this category? So there, listen, this was, this was a tough category too. And there's a lot of great, I think, honorable mentions. Um, it really came down to a few of them for me. I, I real listen. I so I hope I'm not spoiling anything for you know uh, for you. Um, I but I really liked. I'm not going with this one, but I really liked the CVS um, the CVS commercial where uh, Beck and Bobby are are shopping for stuff and. Um, you know, you like realize it's Valentine's Day last minute. Um, I like that sketch a lot, but the one that I'm going with, uh, since I did foreshadow this earlier, I suppose, uh, by saying that any pick is great if it includes Stefan. Um, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna talk about uh Stefan's Valentine's Day appearance on Weekend Update. Um you know, Stefan's gold every time. So this is a real, and this directly relates to Valentine's Day. Um, you know, there's definitely not not much stretch going on here. So, so I like this pick. Um, he introduce, introduces us to, uh, you know, of course, the hottest club in town, as always. And this time it's called Boof. Um, and it's uh, it was opened by a lady named uh, Snoozin' Lucci. Um, that's one of the clubs. Uh, and Seth is, of course, going like, come on, like, that sounds ridiculous. He's, you know, haters talking about all the crazy stuff that's going on in these clubs, as he always does. Um, and Seth says, come on, get, get, you know, give me something more realistic. And so the, <laughs> so the second club he names is not something that I can pronounce. It's something that he blurts out um, in a harsh, I'm guessing is supposed to be Japanese accent. Um, and then he says that it was built by like clubpreneur uh, Fuji Hauser, M.D., um, which I got a little bit of a laugh out of. Um, and it's just so funny talking about, you know, he's, 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 he says, it's got everything you want, you know, ice cold air. Um, and it's full of uh, jupids. Um, and Seth, of course, wants to know what a jupid is. And he says, um, well, they're Jewish cupids who just want you to find someone nice and settle down. Um, and that's the point where, where Bill really breaks, you know, every, um, Every you know, he basically is always breaking as Stefan uh, because Mulaney will change those jokes up at the last minute. Maybe this was the one uh, that he threw in there uh, that that threw Bill off because he seems to really get thrown off by that one. 
Um, and then, of course, as always, you know, he's he's saying something inappropriate. And so, of course, he says that um, that Seth should give his wife a um, a human suitcase, which a human <laughs> suitcase, of course, is when a little person uh, wears all your clothes and then you put them on roller skates and pull them through an airport. And uh, and so he makes this very offensive um, joke. And uh, it's just for me, it's hard to turn down Stefan. So he has a Stefan has a Valentine's Day bit. Um it had to be on the board at some point for me. Yeah, I mean, you know, someone who picked Stefan earlier in the the night here, you know, definitely a solid pick. I'm gonna turn it over to Haskell. Haskell, what are your thoughts on the Stefan Valentine's Day uh, bit? What was the quote? Any pick that's a Stefan sketch is a good pick. I'm gonna stick with that for sure. Um, all right, I'm gonna move over to Bill here. Bill, let's hear your pick for the wild card category. I went back and forth and back and forth between two and one is love and one is murder. So I'm going to go with murder uh, because what's more romantic? Um, I'm going with the Dateline piece from season 37 with uh, Bill Hader as uh, Keith Morrison. Uh, It's the mystery of the chopped up guy. Um, And it's a Steve Buscemi hosted episode. Uh, He's in a love triangle with uh, the very unattractive Kristen Wiig, uh, who was called beautiful, but it should be in sarcastic quotes. Um, and I mean, we, we've talked about Bill Hader and his impressions. This this is up there for me as one of my favorite, favorite impressions by him. The uh, oh, ah, and, you know, he's he's talking to Taryn and uh, Taryn said he saw something floating in the in the water. And he says, was it Wilson, the volleyball? No, it was a dead body. Oh, OK. Um, so and then he's interviewing Steve Buscemi, who's the murderer in this love triangle. And he says, you know, I, I, I took a machete. Well, you gotta. <laughs> but I mean, it, it, the Keith Morrison. Uh, if you've never seen the Keith Morrison, Bill Hader actual meetup, it's hilarious. I recommend it. Um, he he appreciates the impression that's done of him. And uh, Hader was spot on in all of these uh, scenarios. So th- this is my pick. Mystery of the Chopped Up Guy, season 37. Very interesting pick here. Uh, yeah, I've seen that video of Bill uh, meeting him. And uh, yeah, definitely would recommend that as well. Uh, Haynes, do you have any thoughts on this one? Bill always comes with the most unique picks. He's he's got a he's got a brilliant SNL mind. Um, so this is one that another one that I had not thought about, uh, but very intriguing um, and and great to reminisce over it for a minute. I wish that I'd watched it more recently um, so that I could you know really see every moment of it. Um, but uh, but this is a good pick. There's no doubt about it. For sure. Um, all right. I guess that leads. Uh, me left, leaves me left, uh, as the, the last person to give their pick in this category. Uh, I do want to give a quick shout out to something that I was going to pick earlier, but ended up not going with, um, the avatar sex gone wild. This is a sketch I completely forgot about and is definitely worth watching just to see Bill Hader's prosthetic, uh, legs just going up and down in a, in a humping motion. Uh, inside like an avatar pod and of course Andy Samberg and Nassim Pedrad in full-on avatar makeup and costume 
Maybe if Avatar 2 actually comes out this year, we'll get a sequel to that sketch. But my pick is um, some uh, as a recurring character from my era of the show, um, you know, the, the, the era that I watched in high school. Um, I actually uh, am surprised how many times they brought back this character. Um, and, I, and I watched a couple of them in preparation for tonight. But I'm talking specifically about the Paul Rudd edition of this character. Um, it is uh, Fred Armisen's Roger Brush. Um, and if you guys don't remember, um, he is basically this producer who is, uh, you know, uh, in charge of this um, kind of daytime talk show uh, hosted by Kristen Wiig, um, who they, they talk about, you know, you know, love and relationship and, and sex. Um, and every time they do the sketch, you know, they show the little bumper of, you know, the, the show. And then it just pans over to Fred Armisen looking like a, you know, almost like a Harvey Weinstein-esque producer on stage. Um, and, you know, he has to uh, be in charge of the show and host the show for the evening. Um, in this scenario, it was because of uh, clear water coming out of, the, of Kristen Wiig's butt. Um, so that's why he had to, t- uh, to, uh, to host. But yeah, I mean, this is just like a classic Fred Armisen character for me. It's basically just an opportunity for him to roast all these people who like genuinely need help, uh, which I think is like a great premise. And Bill Hader also um, is in these sketches as like the, the stage manager with this like really monotone voice, um, you know, taking questions from the audience. Um, you know, one of the good lines from this sketch is, I forget who it is talking about um, their husband. It might be Vanessa Bayer talking about how their husband has a really small penis and a great bit in these sketches that Fred Armisen is always like, what? Like, you gotta, you gotta speak up. I can't hear you. And she just keeps like repeating it and repeating it. And he's like, what did you say? He has a small V neck and just keeps repeating it. And then eventually you find out that the husband is in the audience. It's Bobby Moynihan. And they, they pan over to Bobby Moynihan, just, you know, devastated. Um, There's also, you know, Paul Rudd is, is in it and he's, um, you know, talking about, I was having issues with his boyfriend and Fred Armisen's like, what, what do you mean? You mean girlfriend? Just, you know, like very just funny stuff. Um, good to see Paul Rudd in there with that cast. Um, and this is a character that um, I really enjoyed Fred Armisen when he would do on the show. So uh, I'm going to turn it over to Haskell. Haskell, do you have fond memories of the Roger Brush recurring character? Just the, I, I have a picture in my head, like the way he sits in the chair like looks like an uncle who like went out and played like played catch with like the nephews and nieces and then like was like I'm sitting in this chair and I ain't getting up like there's just sort of like a just stuck there vibe to it um obviously fish out of water is one of the most general forms of comedy and SNL does a great I love when SNL kind of can throw somebody hosting uh, in a situation that they shouldn't be hosting. So wonderful pick. And I just, I'm gonna, just in honor of him. I'm going to say like this the rest of the episode. Uh, honestly though, why are we even making picks? Like we know who's winning gold this round, right? I mean, that's been uh, established, right? Yeah. The, there, there is math. There is math that, you know, there's somebody in, on, on the, on the panel that could still win, you know, things really don't go my way. Um, but, uh, yeah, so as the votes get tabulated here, uh, let's just run down uh, what the four picks were in the wild card category. They are 
Um, the nude beach sketch, that was Haskell's pick. Uh, Stefan's Valentine's Day clubs, that's, Andrew, that's Haynes' sketch. Um, and then Bill picked the Dateline Mystery of the Chopped Up Guy. And then finally, I picked uh, Roger Brush, um, you know, his, his sketches. So the, the votes are in here. The votes are in here. And somebody, somebody on the panel, you know, might be, you know, have a little bit more of a, 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 chip, a chip, chipper step. I don't know what I was trying to say. They there. heard they, the cries of the angry mob. <laughs> they saw the torches. I was trying to say pep in their step, but you know, the, here are the penis in their step. (laughs) Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't have said it better myself. Um, The bronze medal is going to Stefan's Valentine's day. The silver medal is going to the dateline mystery of the chopped up guy sketch. And the gold medal is going to Andrew Haskell's nude beach pick. And I'm left with a big old goose egg here. So the math, the math is, 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 is happening here. I'll, I'll say math is happening for sure. And I'm going to tap, I'm going to calculate these points up to see, you know, the final results here. Um, but I do want to hear from you guys. You know, how do you, how do you think you did in your picks? Haynes? I mean, are, do you feel good about you know how you did here tonight? I mean, I, you know, I know where I sit at this point. I feel like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to end up in like third place. Probably. I don't think that shifted the meter much for me. Um, one honorable mention, something that, that I thought was fun that we didn't talk about of weird, of like weird situations is the sleepover sketch with AD Bryant when she's acting like super creepy toward Ryan Gosling. I thought that was a really funny one. Are you done with the math now? <laughs> I'm done with the math. Uh, <laughs> Before we get to the math, can I just say these super fan takeovers? We used to like, we used to be like, oh, I picked that too, and we'd get all we'd get along and stuff. And then John came along one day and was like, we're doing drafts, we're doing Olympics. <laughs> Next week, you guys are boxing. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's like he's not here, but he's still influencing. You know, this 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 negative energy that I don't have for you guys. But when we when we get in the super fan ring here, you know, it somehow comes out. But all right, here is the final vote tally. Um, the points across the board. I think everyone did a great job. We talked about some great sketches tonight, but you know, there can only be one winner. Um, and in fourth place. We have Haynes in third place. Don't call it a comeback. We have Haskell. And as it stands right now, we do have a tie between myself and Bill. If I did the math correctly and you know who really hates uh, ties on the show is John. So we got to think of a very quick, um, you know, tiebreaker here. Um, you know, Haynes, Haskell, anyone have any ideas on what we can do here? I mean, should we each have to pick a, a, a sketch now and just sell it right I off think, the I think each I think each of you guys has to pick one more wild card sketch and this incredibly biased judge who I do not approve of at this point will make the final decision. <laughs> All right. Um, we are going, Bill, just, you know, we're going to speed round it because we're, we're running out on time here. Bill, uh, do you, do you have a pick that you're ready to talk about? 
I certainly do. Uh, I'm going to go with my other pick for wild card. Um, that is the all-time classic, uh, very sentimental, Love is a Dream, with Jan Hooks and Phil Hartman, uh, Tom Schiller film from uh, season 14, also appeared on the 25th anniversary, the 40th anniversary, uh, when Phil died and when Jan sadly died as well. Uh, she's Jan plays this old woman who walks into a bank and, and goes to her uh, safety deposit box, pulls out a tiara, and the music starts. And she's transported back to being a young woman, and she starts dancing with Phil. Uh, it was clearly the best moment of her life. And, um, you know, we, we cut to, it uh, goes from black and white to color and then back to black and white at the end. Uh, very, very touching. An actual song, uh, little known trivia, it's uh, from a movie called Emperor's Waltz uh, from the 40s. And uh, that's Bing Crosby singing the male part. They didn't have a female part in the movie. So uh, it was done by a Broadway star from the 80s called Patricia Norsha, who uh, recorded that just for SNL. Um, very little known, not can't find it very many places, but uh, she she deserves some love on that as well. Bill wins. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's a Bill wins. That's, I mean, just pulled out. I mean, here's the thing: is like I'm going in a completely different direction, and I, 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 I think uh, this does not bode well for me winning. But I'm just going to say it here, real quick. Um, I'm going with the Miley and Kyle Mooney sex tape as my pick. Um, now, this is a sketch that. You know, if my memory serves me correctly, this might have been Kyle's first SNL Cinematic Universe sketch. This was during his first season. He was still a featured cast member. Um, it was in the fall, I remember, because it was around the time of, like, the MTV uh, Music Video Awards when Miley, you know, danced and, you know, the whole internet went ablaze. But, uh, no, very funny uh, sketch that they brought back again once as a, as a wedding pre-tape of basically Kyle um you know comes out of his dressing room because beck's knocking on the door and beck and bobby are there and they see that uh kyle and miley are are, are getting down dirty and they're, they're they got a camera involved and they're basically like dude like you're with miley cyrus it's crazy and like kyle's basically like just embarrassed about the whole situation and is just like you know like she's just really clingy like we finish each other's and then like the doors close behind them and she goes sentences like in the background and, you know, then, you know, they go back in and she's got water bottles and Kyle's like, oh, she wants to pour water on her clothes for a wet t-shirt contest. And I've been named the head judge and just like <laughs> so many really good Kyle Mooney lines in there. You know, he says that he doesn't want to, you know, put his friends in bad situations and, you know, pressure them to go to all these concerts because he got tickets to every single concert, um, you know, not just her concerts, every single concert. And, you know, he doesn't want to be with her because, you know, the fact that she's like 100 years old, which she then finds out she's not 100 years old. Uh, she's 20. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, just a, a very solid Kyle Mooney sketch. Um, and to think this was probably one of his first ones to get on the show in this vein. Um, you know, I'm pretty happy with this pick, but, you know, we'll, I, I want to hear what you guys think. I want I want you guys to have votes because we actually, between our mystery judge and you two, we actually – won't have a tie here. So I want True. everyone to give their vote. Uh, Haynes, who you got? Um, only be because I am just so impressed by the 
the different levels of consideration going into this pick, not out of any sort of like bitterness. I, I think I am going to vote for Bill on this one. But as always, you did a great job hosting. Loved this experience with you as as much as uh, as much as it looked like everything was rigged in your favor. And I think we we might be looking into this further. Uh, I'm, but I'm going to I'm going to vote for Bill on this one. Uh, yeah, Haskell. I feel like I know where you're going to go. I was giving you some 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 shit all episode. Where who you got? Sammy, love you, babe. Mean it. Voting Bill. And, you know, it didn't even matter your vote because our mystery judge also voted for Bill. It was a, co- a clean sweep. I'll happily take the silver medal. Uh, and Bill is uh, the winner of tonight's episode of the Superfan Takeover. Um, Bill, we're, we're all very proud of you, buddy. Um, and, uh, you know, I guess I feel we have to call. I feel chilies tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, like I said, you're now the, the, the designated Cupid. So, you know, guys, you know, hang around Bill if you're trying to find some love. Um, but that is it for tonight's episode of the Superfan Takeover. I had a lot of fun talking about all these great sketches with you guys tonight. Um, before we go into plugs for the general show, I do want to give the panelists a chance to plug. Uh, I'm going to start off with Haskell. Uh, got anything to plug? Plug? Well, thank you for having me. I'm so happy I was able to make it on the metal cabinet or whatever Haynes called it. Um, follow me at Andrew e. Haskell. I have stand-up dates all over New England. Uh, you can see my work on the Boston accent, and I have something very special in the works that, uh, with luck, will help me expand my own SNL coverage. So uh, stay tuned for that. Thank you for having me, guys. Uh, I can't wait for next time. Definitely. It was really great to have you on the show tonight. Going to move over to Haynes. Haynes, thanks again for being on the panel. Got anything to plug? I mean, you know, you can always find me on Twitter at SNL has a cast and uh, Instagram at uh, Cantrew Attitude. I didn't want to be on your stupid coin stand anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's officially called the coin stand. The, the Andrew Haynes Memorial Coin Stand is what we'll call it for next year's uh, episode. And finally, our winner, you know, it was really neck and neck between the two of us, Bill, but, you know, yeah, you pulled at people's heartstrings, and you know I I give you credit where credit is due. Uh, where can the people find you? Well, when I can finish first with uh, three great minds as yourselves, uh, I, I take that as quite the honor. So uh, I, I'm I'm pleased. I think we're all winners here tonight. Uh, you can follow me at Twitter and Instagram at bklove73. For sure. And uh, before we go, uh, if you guys have not had the chance to watch last week's By the Numbers show. It was a great episode. They talked about the January shows, all the stats and numbers, and that was with the stats guru, Mike Murray, Nicole, Darren Patterson, and, of course, John. Uh, also, if you have not had a chance to check out the other Superfan Takeovers, definitely do so, and please let us know if there's any topics you'd like us to cover in the future. Um, and if you enjoy what we're doing here at the SNL Network, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That is at patreon.com slash the SNL network. Um, there's a ton of cool perks on there. Um, you can be, become an SNL network podcast guest on the Patreon feedback show. Um, we also have exclusive news in our Facebook group and you get the, you, there's a chance to participate in the SNL stories, interviews, episodes with uh, SNL alumni. So a lot of cool perks on there. And next week, uh, be sure to check back here where John will be back in the hosting chair um, on Monday night with something fun to be announced. 
please make sure to uh, find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at the SNL Network and subscribe to the podcast if you're not already subscribed on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, and for myself, I am Sammy K. I've been your humble host this evening. You can follow me uh, at that Sammy K on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And for myself, Bill, and the Andrews, we'll see you next time on the SNL Network. Have a good night and happy Valentine's Day. Bye.